Hello and welcome to the Tent Makers Podcast. Uh, my name is Summit Murray, and I'm joined here again with Stephen Suter. Hello. And Peyton Pratt. And um, this is our first time recording, well, technically our second time recording in three different locations. So it's kind of funny, uh, but new as well. Anyways, welcome to the Tent Makers Podcast, where <laughs> our aim is to make disciples and magnify the Lord. Um, by providing clear explanations of the Word of God. Well, hello and welcome back. I am not Summit talking anymore. I'm Stephen. And uh, this is part two of Assurance of Salvation. Yeah. Originally, it was just a one episode thing, but... Uh, we're long-winded, so here we are at part two. Uh, we covered quite a bit of ground in episode one. Um, we talked about what uh, assurance of salvation is, which I think we all kind of agreed, knowing that you've been forgiven and you're going to spend eternity with Christ. You have assurance in that. You can know uh, from the Bible Belt here in Oklahoma. We, you can say that you know, that you know, that you know. But... Uh, we talked about, uh, is it possible to even be sure that you're saved? And uh, we all, I think we all agreed there too, yeah. And if you want to hear that, go listen to part one. Uh, we're just going to give you the quick overview. Um, we talked about where in scripture uh, we see that a believer can have assurance of salvation. Uh, just to throw some of those out there, uh, I had Hebrew... Hebrews 10, 21 through 22, uh, Romans 8, 16, 1 John 5, 10 through 11. I think you did uh, 1 John 5, 10 through 13, right? Yep. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and I had 1 Peter 1, 3 through 5 as well, and then yeah. John three sixteen, the classic. That's true. Uh, and then yeah. Peyton, you talked about the, um, the, cross. the whole story of Christ being crucified on the cross and we can look to that for our assurance yeah anything you want to add to that Peyton before we move well, on and also uh, Hebrews 11.1 1, which is really early on in the mm-hmm. episode yeah, yeah, yeah. and then Romans 6.23 oh yeah yeah, yeah. that's yep. true and if you want to hear us talk about all that a little more, you can go back to episode one or part one. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would not recommend starting with this episode. Uh, we no, no, <laughs> we no. have a, an outline that we're working with for this entire topic of assurance of salvation. And um, each question is kind of designed to follow or be followed by the previous one, if that makes any sense. And so we're just really going to be picking up where we left off in the last episode. And, uh, there's... Good, some good stuff and some foundational things that we talked about in part one um, of this topic. So, yeah, right. Don't start here. Listen to episode nine. <laughs> yes, go listen to episode nine. Uh, so, summit. Where do yeah. we want to pick up at? <laughs> well, we to... I think let's let's. Okay, so let's pick up with question number three, which is actually kind of question number six because we were going to move it um yeah and so it's a really straightforward question and that question is how critical is it for christians to have assurance of salvation yeah 
Uh, yeah, I'll tackle it. I'll go first. I think it's very critical um, because if you don't have assurance, you're not living out the things that we've mentioned before. Uh, so my answer to three goes with number two, my answer to number two, which uh, some things that people who have assurance of salvation do, they fully love Christ, fully love the word, fully love people, and they have humility. So if you don't have assurance, there's a chance, there's there's a pretty big chance that you're not living out those things, right? Uh, mm-hmm. We aren't loving Christ, we aren't loving the word, loving others, and we're not humbling ourselves, uh, which ultimately leads to we don't have a correct understanding of the gospel. Um, yep. People who don't do these things and claim to be believers probably believe in a feel-good, what's-best-for-me gospel. That's what I had down. So, yeah, yeah, it's critical because if we don't have assurance, it leads to lots of problems. Um, and when I mean, when, when I say that, I'm talking about people who constantly don't have assurance, like ever. Um, mm-hmm. Because as we stated last step uh, in part one, that all believers are going to struggle at time to time with this topic. Um, and that's and that's okay because we're human. But this is more in the fact of Christians who don't have assurance like at all. Like if I walk up to them and, you know, I ask the age old question, if you died today, where would you be? Well, where would you would you go to heaven? And they say, well, I hope so. Well, that that's not assurance. I so, think the, so. Yeah. To the people <laughs> like that, they don't have a correct understanding of the gospel of scripture of who God is. Uh, so they're not living out these things. So I, all that to say this, I believe it's very critical to have assurance. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Peyton? Yeah, I mean, Stephen pretty much hit a lot of what um, I have written down. But also just in the same sense of for those people that don't know if they're going to go to heaven or it's up in the air essentially is what a lot of the attitudes are. Um, It's critical to have that assurance because how else are you going to be able to live? (laughs) I mean, you're not going to go through your everyday life living for God if it's just up in the air. Um, Mm -hmm. And it ultimately points back that, or that kind of thinking, that kind of attitude points back to, Okay, well then, who are you trusting in your salvation for? Is it are you trusting in God? Or are you trusting in yourself? Mm, that's good. Yeah, um, that's good. Yeah, I I think that it's very critical for Christians to have assurance of salvation, and um, lacking assurance of of salvation kind of I think is a sign of lacking a true understanding of the gospel. Um, because we have to understand that, and that's kind of like what y'all both were, both were saying. Um, we have to understand that Christ died to save sinners. He didn't die um, so that maybe one or two or even several thousand might come to know him. Like Christ died to save sinners. The um, crucifixion and the sacrifice of Jesus actually accomplished something and that was the Mm -hmm. salvation of those who would believe in him and so jesus did not die um to like save someone and then be like well yeah i believe jesus saved me but i don't know if i'm going to heaven that just doesn't make sense that's a contradiction and so yeah 
that's very critical that Christians have assurance of salvation um, because it shows a, a proper understanding of the gospel. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah. Uh, Summit, do you want to go ahead and talk about question number seven? Yes. So, will saved people always, quote unquote, feel saved? Um, so, with everything that I had just said a minute ago, I uh, I don't want to give off the impression that having doubts or occasionally like lacking assurance is a sign of not being saved because that's like literally... <laughs> the opposite of the goal that we're trying to accomplish here. Um, and so it, it's also important to understand that no, like it, at least my answer is probably not saved. People will not always feel saved. Um, but we know that facts don't care about your feelings and um, <laughs> like just because you don't feel saved sometimes doesn't mean that you aren't saved. Um and I don't want to make that a big blanket statement and say that everyone who might not feel saved is actually saved because that's probably heretical. But um, yeah. yeah, so sometimes we're like caught up in amazing moments of worship and we're like in awe of God and we can feel like really hopeful um, and loved and we can feel really secure. Um, maybe like a good sermon or something awesome just happens in our lives or we're just like caught up in this awesome like worship through music or whatever it is. Um Right. We're like, yes, I'm saved. God, God's holding me right now. And then other times <laughs> I've experienced this, whether it's caused by sin or Satan or self-deception. Did you like that? The three mm, S's like of assurance. Um, <laughs> whether it's caused by sin, Satan, or self-deception, we can waver in our confidence that we truly love God or even that he loves us. And so, yeah, saved people will probably not always feel saved. Yeah, I agree. Um just personally from experience, there are times where I don't feel saved, but it's, it's like you said, facts don't care about our feelings. <laughs> so yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think, I think safe people will not always feel saved yeah. and that's okay. Uh, like I stated in part one, it depends on how you, or yeah, it depends on how you react to that. Like, how do you respond to when you're feeling that way? Do you respond with, oh, I need to go do this or do that or be better? Or do you respond with, okay, I'm in the Lord. I may not feel like it, but I know that I'm in the Lord and nothing can mm -hmm. change that. Yeah. So, yeah. Peyton, anything you want to add? Um, just some cautions with people that don't feel saved all the time. And I know we've expressed it, but that's okay if it's not a reaction. And what I mean by that is if we're going around feeling saved, feeling on this high all the time, we can put that as the staple of how it should be. But the staple for how it should be is that our salvation is not based upon an emotional response. Mm. Emotions drive the response to repentance. But salvation is all about God, all about yeah. what he has done and what he will do in creating a new creation within us. Yeah. So it's not necessarily an emotional response. It's a emotional repentance to a saving mm. faith. Yeah. Um, and so for you to not feel saved all the time, 
well, a lot of that will also depend upon how are you spending your time? Are you mm-hmm. spending it in the world? Are you spending it in the word? Um, and so just for precaution for you listeners, moments you are starting to feel unsaved, probably moments you need to be spending in the word or in prayer on your knees and remembering where salvation actually comes from. Let's uh, let's go on to number eight. Uh, what dangers do Christians face about lacking assurance? All right. Well, I'll go ahead and just answer this first because I went super Southern Baptist on this, um, and of course you did. Came up with three points. <laughs> oh my um, gosh. But uh, yeah, no, I should have come up with five points. Um, but <laughs> so lacking assurance, first and foremost. Well, not necessarily. Uh, foremost but the first one i'm going to say uh one of the biggest harms and dangers with it is that lacking assurance harms your witness um and so just to speak to that if you find it hard to believe that jesus has saved you then you will find it hard to convey to others that he can save them um so that's number one number two you what that jesus can save them yes yeah yep you'll find it hard to convey to others that jesus can save them um if you don't believe that he saved you. Um, number two, lacking assurance harms your worship. Um, it's a lot harder to have your heart fully involved in worshiping God when you are toggling back and forth between believing whether or not he has saved you from eternal death. Number three, yeah. lacking assurance makes it much harder to grow as a disciple. And I think that one pretty much speaks for itself. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's good. That's really good. I put... Uh... Doubt in the Holy Spirit and the work of Christ. So, like, lacking assurance is dangerous because you're doubting in the Holy Spirit and the work of Christ. Whether you are doing it on purpose or not, you're indirectly doubting that, right? If someone lacks assurance of faith, they don't believe that God can do what he says he's already done. Uh, it It almost diminishes Christ's work on the cross in a way. If I have repented of my sin and believe that Christ has victory over sin and death and life then I will have assurance, not based on my action of repentance, but on Christ and what he has accomplished on my behalf. And what a, I probably should have prefaced it with this, but this is speaking to the people who always lack assurance, not, not, not mm. directly to the people who are struggling or in a season, but the people who always lack assurance. Um, mm-hmm. But it also does, in a way, apply to the people who are in a season because when we lack assurance, ultimately— we aren't, uh, our faith isn't as strong, or we are struggling with believing that Christ saved me. That's the reality of it. I've sinned too much. I've done this. I've done that. Christ doesn't love me right now, right? Really, that's what it boils down to. So we don't understand, or in those moments, we uh, choose not to think about the cross and how real it is and how much he actually loves us. Mm-hmm. So, I Peyton, anything you want to add? 
I mean, I think y'all hit all of them. Um, and just for you listeners, we are about to get in some practical ways to help strengthen insurance. So don't hear all of these dangers, hear all these uh, these reasons for why it's not good, I guess, necessarily. Um, and don't think that we're not going to come back with some more practical ways. We'll get into those here in a second. Because it is easy to get bogged down, I mean. Mm-hmm. But also, those are some hard truths that we all need to hear. Because we can't go around thinking that we can't be accountable for the way we're living our lives. And I think having a lack of assurance drives a lot of the way we live our life, whether we're living, like I said earlier, in the world or in the word. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, another pretty evident danger of lack of assurance is you will begin to start living in the world, which if you're living in the world, means you're not living for God. If you're not living for God, then there's a real question on your salvation in the first place. Mm, yeah. um, was it all just for show, or was it an actual act of God? Mm, yeah, it's um, a good point. And so all of this stems on really just how much faith you have in the assurance of salvation and how much you are willing to hear hard truths about a lack of assurance. But as I mean, that's the, that's the end all be all. Um, if Christ saves you, then there is assurance there and there is hope yeah. there. Yeah. Good yeah, point. I agree. Yeah. Cool. So, yes. Yeah, there are a lot of dangers, actually, <laughs> to lacking assurance. and So that's a good point, Peyton. It is easy to get bogged down. Um, people who are genuinely saved can easily get caught up in questions like, well, am I truly saved? Will I ever really know until we get to heaven um, and stuff like that? So, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I guess <clears throat> this kind of brings us to uh, what are some practical ways that a Christian can strengthen his or her assurance. And uh, as Paige and I were talking about this, um, she kind of she actually came up with this, not me, so I can't take credit. But she has like she brought up that the, there's four questions to ask yourself that. For us, and this isn't going to help everybody, I don't guess, but for me, this would help me Like as I'm going through those times. I ask myself these four questions. Do I believe that God is who he says he is and has done what he says he er, does and has done what he said he has done? So do I believe God is who he says he is and he has done what he said he has done? Uh, And then do I believe that Christ is God and man, perfect and holy, died for my sins, rose on the third day, and is coming back again. Do I believe those things? Have I repented and turned away, like completely turned away from my sin? Not that I don't sin, but have I actually repented and not just said sorry? And then the fourth mm-hmm. question is, am I living for Christ's glory now? Because ultimately, when it comes down to that last question, if I say I believe all the things before that, that assures me, like, okay, yes, 
And then am I living for Christ's glory now? How I answer that determines why I feel this way. Because if I'm living for Christ's glory, then the problem is I'm, you know, I'm just going through a season. If I'm not living for Christ's glory right now, what am I doing? Am I not in the word? Am I not praying? Like, what am I not doing? Uh, so those, those four questions kind of help me uh, to examine myself. Because ultimately, that's what it is. You examine yourself to make sure that you believe these things. What do you guys yeah. got? Yep, for sure. Um, Peyton, you want to go? Well, a very easy, practical way to strengthen assurance, which we probably all have on our notes, is reading your Bible <laughs> and praying. I mean, you can't have a relationship with somebody that you don't talk to, and you can't understand or know God to the extent that he wants you to know him if you're not actually reading a, reading what he is about. Um, and I know a lot of times we can get in this mode of, oh, I've read this story, or I know this story. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not going to read it again, or I'm just going to go through the motions, or even just... I'm gonna go. I'm gonna read through it and count that as my quiet time. That way, I can meet this certain quota or this check mark for the day. Um, regardless of what you know, reading is so much more than just studying. Reading is meditating on the word. Reading is getting alone with Christ for the sole fact that you just want to be in the presence of him. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think reading, praying, practical ways, but also just being in a consistent community of Christ is in your local church. Um, I think a lot of times we hear this salvation, we hear this assurance, and we see that, um, yes, we are accountable for it, but that's not the extent of what assurance is assurance is also with other believers as well and we can be built up by their struggles be built up by an older generation who's gone through and done the things that we're trying to do and hear how they came through it Um, and so being in a constant or consistent community of christ is a huge practical way to strengthen um, our own assurance. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, yeah, that's really good. Actually, I never even thought of community and, <laughs> um, <laughs> like the local church, but yeah, makes sense. That's a great point. Um, yeah. So I'm, I mean, I've got a few things as well that I would, uh, point out, um, first, and I, I think both of you honestly have hit on just about everything that I'm going to say, but like first and foremost, look at the fruit of your life. Um, so are you sharing the gospel and are you seeking to be discipled by others and to make disciples of others? So look at the fruit of your life. Uh, secondly, examine the desires of your heart. If you believe you're a Christian and you, I mean, you, you want to know more, you want to, you want to strengthen your assurance, examine the desires of your heart. Um, okay like check yourself. Uh, do you long to spend time with God in his word and in prayer? Do you long for others to know Christ? Uh, do you want God alone to receive glory 
from the fruit of your life. Mm-hmm. That's a big one that mm-hmm. I think that one can, um, kind of, uh, step on some people's toes, but yeah. So examine the desires of your heart. Number three, check your understanding of the gospel kind of, uh, as Stephen and Paige had talked about, like, what do you believe about God? Um, what do you believe about yourself? What do you believe about Jesus? Who is Jesus? What did he do? Um, and uh, why did he do it? And then do you understand the call to repent of your sin and to believe in the life, death, and resurrection of Christ? So yeah, check your understanding of the gospel. And then lastly, this one kind of came to me last night, but understand that assurance is strengthened in numerous and varied hardships of your life. Mm. Um, James yeah. chapter 1 verses two through three. I got to, I got to pull it up real quick. I didn't even think to have that up. Uh, you just got to count it all it joy. Says, that's right. It says count it all joy. <laughs> My brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. So um, yeah, understand that uh, assurance is strengthened through varied hardships of your life as well. And yeah, those are my yeah. practical ways. Yeah. And there's more ways. I mean, we're not, geniuses or anything so right uh, these are just how we <laughs> personally uh deal with this so yeah that was good though summit that was really good thanks yeah. Check for, yourself. All, for <laughs> all of you uh listeners um what we want you guys to get and understand from these last two episodes that we have done is is it okay to have doubts and assurance? Absolutely. Everyone's going to go through it. Every Christian is going to go through it. But that cannot be the extent of where it leads you to. It should drive you to want to know more about God, to want to know more about where salvation comes from, and ultimately to drive you back to wanting to just serve and honor Christ in mm. every way that you can. Mm-hmm. So doubts are going to happen, but we can have assurance and a hope in that God is who he says he is, that Christ did exactly what he was prophesied to, prophesied to do, and that it came to completion through his mm-hmm. death and resurrection. Yeah. Um, and so, obviously, this episode was a little more bogged down of the dangers that Christians can face when they don't have. Uh, or when they are lacking assurance, but we hope that we gave you guys some practical ways to kind of regain that assurance or regain that faith and assurance. Um, and it's stuff that we can do every day, stuff that we should do every day, but that is not the end all. If you're lacking assurance, then it probably means more of you're living in the world as well. And if you feed off of that continually, then that'll be what you consider Christ to be in something worldly. And we know that's not at all what Christ is. Hmm. And so we uh, thank you guys for listening. Yeah. And we yeah. pray for you guys. We pray that this helps you in some way and that um, you'll be challenged just like we have been challenged by this topic of lacking assurance and yeah. that regardless we are also accountable for our 
actions, our emotions, and our reactions, and our responses to the gospel that we are reading. Yeah. So, thank you guys. Um, go check out our Facebook if you haven't already. Uh, you can always email us if you have questions or if you want to um, chime in on these topics. Yeah. And that email is what, Stephen? Tentmakers, the podcast at gmail.com. <coughs> yes. Email, yeah. direct yes. message, Facebook Messenger. Um, call us. We'll, we'll see it. We'll see it all. So you can yeah. call Stephen. Um, yeah, call me. He'll answer. <laughs> but. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, if you have a topic that you're passionate about come uh, message us we might let you on that's right that's right yeah. so well it's been real and it's been fun so uh, we'll see y'all next time I'll see y'all next time <laughs> as always <laughs> I'm your host Steven joined with Peyton and Summit and we'll see you next time bye <laughs>